Good morning, Cleveland. This is Pastor C.A. here at Faith Memorial Church in this great city of Cleveland, Tennessee, and you are tuning in to Thinking Out Loud. This morning, I wanted to share with you a little bit about the question of what shall I do with this man, Jesus, who is called Christ. And on the last episode, I shared with you a little bit about how culture answers the question or how culture deals with Christ. And it really is kind of narrowed down to one of two options. Culture really deals with Christ in an outright antagonism or enmity towards him, kind of like the opposition we see towards Christianity and mainstream culture today. It's either a perversion of Christianity or it's an outright opposition to Christianity, labeling those who hold to biblical virtue and value and morality as bigots or as hatred or as intolerant. So that's one option. The other option that we have seen in the past is that culture will deal with Christ in a very willful ignorance or a suppression of the truth. That is to say that they'll allow Christ to be there aesthetically as like an add-on so long as he doesn't have any prevalence or power in their life. Now, today I want to just deal with the question of how does the church answer this question. And when I say the church, I want you to understand that I'm not talking about the invisible church. That is every real, sufficiently born-again, blood-bought, spirit-filled believer in God. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the institutional church, the visible church, the church that we see in this world, the church that has so often got things wrong and disturbed and kind of does things in a very man-centered way. I'm talking about the spirit of religiosity, that spirit that just pervades America. And a lot of times we find it even more heavily here in the South, the spirit of religiosity, the spirit of outward appearance, even if It's death inside. That very legalistic, it has to look this way, it has to sound this way, or it's not of God when it... They really have no biblical precedent. That's what I'm talking about. And in Luke 23, in verse 35, roundabout, it says that the rulers, talking about the religious rulers, derided Christ on the cross. And when it says derided, what it's conveying is they're sneering at him. They're they're taking away from who he is through their insults and through their mockery. It's a detraction from Christ. And so what you have happened in religion is that religion oftentimes detracts from the person and the work of Jesus. And you say, well, that's kind of odd, saying that the church oftentimes is guilty of taking away from the work of Jesus. Well, here's how they do it. When we establish works-based scenarios, when we establish these ideologies that you can lose your salvation as easily as you lose your car keys, and we establish these things like, you know, you have to do this and do that and dress this way and talk this way and sound this way, and we put all these extra requirements on it and say, well, you're not a Christian if you don't do this, and you're not a Christian if you don't look like that, and you're not a Christian if you don't sound this way, and we put all these extra requirements on that. We are taking away from the work that Christ did. And what we are saying is we are saying, Christ, your work on the cross was not sufficient, so now we have to add to it. And that is, there is no biblical precedent for that whatsoever. You, If you have been born again, you are justified by faith through grace 
in Christ to the glory of God. That is how you are justified. But let me add one more. You are justified by faith alone, through grace alone, in Christ alone, to the glory of God alone. We are not justified by faith and works. And when I say justified, I just mean saved. I mean redeemed. I mean born again. You are justified simply by confessing with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believing in your heart that God raised him from the dead. It says that everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's how you are saved. And out of that salvation, then flow good works. If you are saved by grace, you are changed by grace, and it produces good works in your life. It is never the fruit before the root. The good works are the fruit that flow out of a transformed heart. I've never seen an apple tree straining to bear apples. I've never seen an orange tree groaning and straining to bear oranges. They produce fruit because of the nature of their being. Likewise, we should produce works because of the nature of our transformed being. We are saved by faith and religion. Religion tries to take away from the finished work of Christ by making us add things to that saved and finished work. Thank you for listening. This has been Thinking Out Loud with Pastor C.A. God bless and have a great day.